Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first annual Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast Awards where we will recap the year of 2023 and discuss some of the things that went down, big moments, low moments, uh, best fighters, worst fighters, uh, best TKO, best KO, anything you could possibly, best sub, uh, best pants around the ankles, anything you can imagine, (laughs) we will get into on this glorious episode of the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. It is good to be back here talking about MMA. Uh, you know, it's been a, it's been a couple weeks. We haven't, you know, we don't have another show until next week, so we will have a full breakdown of the Ankalaev and Walker and all that stuff. So we will get back into our regularly scheduled programming soon. But Ty, we are here to kind of just discuss the year of twenty twenty three and what what you know what it was for the UFC. Yeah, it seemed like it was a good year for like big moments and and whatnot, but you know. All, all in all, it wasn't its best, I guess you can say. There was, um, I guess, what was the biggest moment? The whole Francis, the whole Francis thing, or maybe uh, PFL and Bells are merging. Maybe is the biggest uh, noteworthy thing. Uh, maybe John Jones's return that was pretty big, but yeah, it wasn't its bigger biggest year. You know, it wasn't no damn twenty sixteen. That's for sure. But still, you know, great fights at the top. Um, you know, champions uh, switching belts here and there. And then we have some, you know, hopefully some good stuff planned for 2024 going forward. Uh, But we'll see. We'll see. I mean, there's a lot of just, you know, filler cards and filler fights and odd matchups and weird main events. So hopefully we can kind of get past some of that. But Yeah, no, uh, it's uh, overall, I think you're right. Like the the year itself wasn't the greatest. You know, I, I don't know. It just kind of left you with a little bit lacking, you know, and maybe that's a lot to do with the fact that there was a ton of these cards that happened in the Apex, and it was, you know, some of these were, you know, real bad ones, you know, like you got Kai Car France and Amir Albazi on a main event on a, on a Saturday night, and you're like, well, you know, Alex Caceres and Daniel Pineda, Jim Miller and Jesse Butler, you know, you're not really getting... A lot of big action or huge names on there. You know, the pay-per-views, yeah. for the most part, lived up to the hype. I mean, we saw the retirement of Amanda Nunes, you know, the greatest woman's fighter of all time. So there was a lot of, you know, there, there were some moments for sure. But it's, you know, we, we like you said, we've been through years like 2016 where they were the, the biggest possible years. You know, we they, they went to Fight Island during the, the, the pandemic. There was a lot of different stuff that's happened in recent memory in the history of the UFC. So we... We'll have a lot to talk about, Ty. I would ask you, though, where do you want to start with this? Um, do you want to just start with a lower-level uh, award or thing of that nature? Do you want to talk about the newcomer of the year? Yeah, we can start wherever you want. I guess we can start with newcomer. Um yeah, yeah. Uh, do you want to do you want to kick it off or yeah? Or no, shall I, I? this. I think you should kick this one off because I w- I struggled with this one. Okay. I'm going to go with Diego Lopez. I think wow, that's I, a good one. I had a couple. Uh, we'll definitely get into it. But I think Diego Lopez, that's that's a good one. Now, he did lose. He did lose this year. He went 2-1. and one, But his two finishes, his two wins were both in the first round and were both just 
quick. It, it kind of happened really quickly. The Sabatini knockout, the Gavin Tucker triangle armbar that came out of seemingly nowhere. And even even the effort he put up in a loss to Mozar Evloev in his debut um, was great. was absolutely great. Also, the, the work he's done as a coach uh, for Alexa Grasso is just amazing. Amazing. Can, cannot go uh, unnoticed. And also, he's what, 20, 29? So, I mean, he's, he's taken some losses in his career. Um, the, this is probably, it's 2024, I think this is his time to really, um, really break through, I guess. The, he's the newcomer for me of the year, but I could see next year he, uh, him being the, the breakthrough yeah. fighter of the year. It's going to be tough, right? There's so many goddamn studs and whatnot, but he is my newcomer of the year. I saw some people go with Bo Nickel. Yeah, that's um, where I'm going. I, I get, I get it. Um, I also saw Elvis Brenner would be a pretty a pretty tough one. I thought he um, he made a pretty good pretty good debut. I believe I believe he fought how many times? Three this year. Zubara Tukugov, great split. Uh, finishes Guram Kudatalaze in an insane comeback fight. Could have been comeback of the year too. And then um, dispatches of our boy Kane and Krushevsky. Uh, it was also supposed to fight uh, Estevan Rybovich and Jordan Levitt. So he was really trying to get active this year. Trying to throw his hat in the ring, Mr. Elvis Brenner. Uh, Ikram Alaskarov also had a great uh, entrance to the UFC, I would say. But uh, let's hear why uh, why you got Bo Nickel. I would just say why I'm picking Bo Nickel is because of the just uh, not only the hype surrounding him, but I guess the the way in which the hype was behind him, and he came in and he kind of exceeded that hype. Walked like Jamie Pickett was. He's not the greatest. I'm not. I'm not saying that, but it's just. That's kind of a tough matchup in your first UFC fight. We've seen plenty of guys where, you know, the situation didn't go their way, things didn't go their way, and they, you know, the fight looked tougher than it actually was. He made these things look easy, and then Mr. Woodburn gets in there, and he pieces them up with his hand. So to have two fights like that, to make two dramatic statements, you know, listen, whether it's on the ground or on the feet, I'm going to fuck you up, basically. Uh, I think that is why I'm giving... Bo Nickel, the the newcomer of the year, and it just kind of the way he came onto the scene and just made made a statement saying, "Listen, like I'm here and uh, I'm going to be a factor." So that's kind of why I went with that. I wouldn't be mad at the Alaskarov one. I mean, he didn't get to fight Paulo Costa or Nasruddin Imavov, but he's got Fluffy Hernandez coming up in February. That's going to be tough for yeah. him. Um, huge test. I mean, listen, putting Paul, Phil Hall's out cold, and then the flying knee he landed on Worley Alves. Both of that. Both of those fights and performances were nasty. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I don't think you could like that. That's an award. Like I like your pick. I like Diego Lopez because he is a guy who I uh, did did know. You know, had no idea who he was, and then just came out of nowhere and, and made a name for himself. He, he's he's really he's just and he's exciting. Like he finishes fights. That Evoyev fight, he was. In that fight till the very end, I know the scorecards really didn't go his way, but he was threatening yeah. submissions the entire time. So dangerous, dangerous guy. So I, and you know the fact that he's coaching while fighting and coaching high level fighters, UFC champions. Uh, that Jimmy has down there, very, very solid. So I like what um, what they got going on there. I will let you pick the next award now because this is going to be tough for me to go. All right, uh, every award. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with submission of the year. Ooh. Um, it's going to be tough. I think there's a couple good ones. I'm actually going to go a little bit. Uh, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of – I was going to go outside the box a little bit. Um, I'm going to say quick, my, my outside the box pick was going to be Jared Gooden and Wellington Terman. 
Jared Gooden, not a ground guy whatsoever. Wellington Terman is a black belt, multiple-time black belt, under Glover Teixeira. Jared Gooden, um, rear naked choking him, rear naked choking him, making him tap out was crazy. Right before he got rocked, and then he rocked Terman. Uh, then he hip-tossed him into full mount, took his, smashed him with some elbows, took his back, choked him out. It kind of reminded me of how Fluffy choked out Adolfo Vieira, except Fluffy's much more... Um, has much more grappling chops than Jared Gooden has. So that was awesome to see. Also, Jared Gooden's line, uh, jaw was on the line. That was awesome. I'm going to have to go with Alexa Grasso versus Valentina Shevchenko, the rear naked choke. Wow. Heard around the world is my submission of the year. Everything involved, everything included. She was losing the fight. Um, Valentina Shevchenko has never been, ta- never tapped out before. Alexa Grasso was supposed to be this girl who had hands. She was known for her boxing, not really her ground game. And for her to catch Valentina slipping and be a point. 0.5 seconds and then put that in. She had that in tight and she was not letting go. And, um, you know, seeing her reaction after winning the fight, all in all, that was my submission of the year. Shout out to my girl, Alexa Grasso. I am so proud of everything she's done this year. She could even be the fighter of the year. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Yeah, I think, you know, I'd love to kind of be the contrarian and constantly go opposite of you, but I think that's got to be it. You know, that, that really was the submission of the year. You know, if you're gonna go somewhere, like I don't even know, like would would John Jones, I guess, like would that be yeah, the one? Like I don't even I, think I that was really that impressive. That. Like it wasn't. Yes, Yorgan provided zero zero defense <laughs> there. I guess honestly, Shafkot's rear naked choke standing against Jeff Neal was pretty impressive. Um, Ariane Lipsky's armbar that just happened against Casey O'Neill that was very impressive. Um, I think uh, Jair Rodriguez of, triangling. Uh, that was Josh Emmett. Yeah, that, was, that awesome. was the one I was thinking about, but I just didn't think it was that impactful as, as much as just Alexa because Grosso. of the fact that it's only happened three times. Uh, Demond Blackshear's twister against Jose Johnson yeah. is definitely a sleeper candidate. I mean, it's only the third twister in UFC history. Can you name the other two real quick? Bryce Mitchell. Yeah, and uh, with the Korean Zombie. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Let's go. So. And Demond Blackshear, you know, it was just a random fight, him and Jose Johnson. And you're like, oh, you know, what's nobody's even watching. Like, oh, who cares? Let's let's get a beer. And then a twister. I, it's, I can't explain. You'd be much more better off explaining how hard it is to actually perfect that and get that get that um, working and to pull that off, kind of like a splatle, banana split. I've seen that happen a couple times. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that was a, a nominee. But all in all, I'm not going to say Alexa Grasso, what she did was more impressive you know, rear naked twi- uh, rear naked choke's not harder to do than a twister, but all in all, you know, like all uh, up against the odds, adds, odds stacked against her, fighting the probably the woman's goat, one of them. Um, that was crazy, and also rallying like she was not winning that fight. So no, things weren't um, going her way. Shout out to our girl, my girl, Alexa Grasso. All right, so in that vein, Ty, since it's kind of in the same category of finishes, let's go KO of the year. There were plenty of KOs, plenty of ones that you could put on there. You know, Sean O'Malley knocking out uh, Aljamain Sterling is definitely on there for me. Uh, Personally, it would be too personal of an award for me to kind of put that because it wasn't as highlight reelish as you know some of these other ones, but Ty, I know the number one that everyone's going with is Alex Pereira and Israel Adesanya too. You know that was um, uh, quite Miami. a highlight reel knockout. But Ty, I am going with Justin Gaethje's head kick of Dustin Poirier, F- flatline putting him out. I never yeah. expected that to happen. 
that caught me so off guard. The Pereira Adesanya one, if, to me, was always a possibility, you know? So it was like, but I never thought Justin Gaethje was going to kick Poirier's head off like that. So yeah. we haven't seen Dustin tweet much, as no. much anymore, huh? Like, really? So. Like, it, 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 that was a, like, ground shattering for me. Like, I was shook after that. That was a huge moment. Uh, what, very rarely do I watch the sport, and like I've seen a lot of shit where I'm like my jaws on the floor, and I'm just like looking at the screen. I'm like, did that really just happen? Like he, yeah, like flatlined him, and that was it, man. That, that that's my award. I, I can't really explain it much more. I, I with uh Pereira, Adesanya, and uh Sterling O'Malley being close seconds. Even uh, Emmett and uh, Mitchell was was up there too. But yeah. I feel like that if that fight was maybe a main event or for a title, it, w- it would be a different conversation. It's just. Just yeah, you know, I mean, it's bright. The way Bryce Mitchell fought, it kind of takes it away from it. I guess I don't know. That was um, that was pretty crazy. I, I definitely didn't see the head kick coming, and you know, Dustin Poirier get it's crazy because he he was ready for it, he, somewhat ready for it. He had his hands up, but just right around the guard. Didn't matter what whatever he threw was was cut was uh cut through him. So, and also that night was just a, a, a great card, two ninety one. Yeah, but really uh, Derek Lewis, remember he absolutely smashed Algerio de Lima's <laughs> yeah. face. Uh, Bobby Green, Triangle, Tony Ferguson. That could have been submission of the year just because the odds of that happening were fucking low. True. Kevin Holland, Darson, Chiesa, Bonfim, Guillotine, Trevin Giles. Um, that whole card was crazy. Roman Coppola, remember he knocked out Claudio Hibero. Um, Boros Medic, spinning backfisting Semmelsberger. So that whole card was nuts. Um, and I do like that pick. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Josh Emmett and Bryce Mitchell just because of the pure violence and I want to go with something else, but I do like Izzy Pereira. I also like Islam Volk, too. I think that head kick was crazy. Yeah. I mean, the fact that Volk bounced back so quick, quickly after the first fight, I, it kind of uh, takes a couple points off off of it. I'm actually going to reverse course. Wow. I'm going to go Ro- Robbie Lawler, Nico Price. Robbie Lawler with the walk-off KO to end his career. Few pitch-perfect, beautiful uppercut. Nico Price's chin's pretty, you know... Uh, shop worn, if you will, but but the fact that Robbie Lawler could reach into his bag this deep into his career, this late into his career, in his forties, uh, we don't really see retirement fights go well, right? I mean, one of the only ones recently was Amanda Nunes, and that fight sucked ass, but she won, and she was, you know, it was a good send off. Uh, that doesn't really. I mean, remember Shogun? They were trying to get Shogun a, a nice win to end his career for a while. They tried doing the same thing for Little Nog, and um, Ryan Span fucked him up bad. I remember I had money on Ryan Span. That fight, shout out to Superman. But I'm going to go Robbie Lawler. Great career. Thank you so much for everything you did. I mean, you put on brawls his whole career. I mean, he could have, he, he probably could be a nominee for knockout of the year in like five different years. Uh, the one over Mel- Melvin Manhoff way back in the day, Strike Force. I think that's 06. Let's see if I have that correctly. If my brain is actually still working at a, at a functional pace, which it definitely isn't. But <laughs> let's see if that was, let's see if that was 06 real quick. I will try to keep talking and see if I mean, dude, I mean, <laughs> I will fight, keep going 2010, on <laughs> 2010. That was also in Miami strike force, Miami. Uh, it was a couple years off. Nick Diaz also was on that card. Chris Cyborg, Herschel Walker got a knockout in the fight after Robbie Lawler. Bobby lastly got a knockout in the fight. Wow. Before the almighty Robbie Lawler. So Herschel Walker, Bobby Lashley, Nick Diaz, Chris Cyborg, Robbie Lawler. I mean, dude, all the names. I wish, I wish we were like older ish for Strike Force's prime. We there would have been so many events and so much just oh, TV. I mean, the, the things that happened. Dada five thousand or is it three thousand? I'm not sure. Having a heart attack after that fight, uh, or during the fight against Kimbo Slice. Yeah. But 
Anyway, that is my KO. (laughs) Collapsing, you know, RIP to Kimbo. um, And kind of RIP to Dada, I guess. But he's still alive currently. But yeah, that's my KO of the year. It was tough because I thought Emmett Bryce uh, was just pure violence. You know, I mean, the guy started seizing. Um, And then I think Izzy Pereira, you know, Pereira was was doing some of his best work. And he just got a little, little overconfident. And uh, Izzy doing that. And then the celebration afterwards has to has to play a factor. I mean, the, the, the three arrows was amazing. So, uh, I mean, yeah, we just had a great, also honorable mention, Ismail, 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 Bonfim against Terrence McKinney. That yeah, that was knee. bad. That was loud. I, I don't, I don't know if I've really heard a knee connect to the skull as loud as that one. I know the, uh, Ben Askren, Jorge Masvidal one will always go down in history, but man, Ismail Bonfim, the switch knee and just the, the sound and McKinney, I believe fi- uh, neck planet, if you will. So, yeah, there are there there are RKOs of the year, and going forward, starting twenty twenty four, I'm going to try to start writing these down as they happen, so I don't forget. Um, I think that's something I'm going to try to do. But we got so fucking many of them that it's hard uh, to it was, keep it was up kind with. of tough. Yeah, it really is. Uh, is your turn for the next award, my friend? So you you can. Okay. I will go with upset of the year. Upset wow. of the year. I think there's a couple ones. Um, this is tough. I'm going to go. I'm gonna. Ooh, I, I have a really. I have a couple ones. I'm gonna go with Drickus Duplessis over Robert Whitaker. I wow. did not see this coming. Yeah, I did not see this coming at all. And it may, maybe looking back on it, I should have because Drickus is a big boy. But you remember that um, that fight with Derek Brunson? He was like cooked in the first round. In the second round, it's the same thing with Darren Till. Like there was moments where we're like, bro, if, if Derek Brunson just steps on the gas a little bit, like he he's winning this fight. Um, I did not see that coming. I thought Robert Whitaker was so solid all around. Getting rocked and hurt and almost, you know, the, the finishing sequence starting with a jab was was not in my uh, not on my bingo sheet. So I will, and I also had money on Robert Whitaker. So I will. Um, there's a couple. There's a couple. Uh, after you give yours, I'm going to give what my runner up was. But Drickus Duplessis, shout out to him. I mean, he, he might have taken out of Sean Strickland, but still got the upset of the year in my book. I don't know if it was the biggest odds wise. It probably wasn't. I probably. I think I know what it was by odds wise, but um, that's my pick. I think uh, probably I don't know if this is true, but odds wise, it might have been Alexa Grasso because that was yeah. just. Such I was going to go with that. I really wanted to give her another one, but I was like, oh, let me mix it up. Mine, mine would be Sean Strickland over Israel Adesanya. Yeah, uh, never in a million years did I think that that was going to happen. Uh, I, I don't. Especially the way it happened, the way the fight played Coming out. off of the Pereira knockout. Yeah. Like, Izzy's on top of the world. And, yeah, like you said, sorry, I'm going to let you talk. No, God. The fact that he dropped him and then routed him easily every, almost every minute of that fight. Man, that, you know, how could you stop it? Ty, really? it was something about the way that it was a 49-46 across the board that it just, like, it, it's, it put it in stone. Like, there's no doubt. That he beat his ass that night. There wasn't like a you got lucky. It wasn't a you know cause that that might have been easier for him to like an easier pill to swallow. Like you caught me, I I, yeah. I I got knocked out. You know it is what it is. No, you got thoroughly beat, and he stole your Easy. soul during that fight. And that that and I never, I'm telling you, never in a million years would have thought that Israel was gonna let that happen. But from Sean Strickland, who we saw get put into the shadow realm by Alex Pereira, so it like. It, that was a crazy thing for me to see. Another one I would like to talk about, too. Uh, uh, UFC put this article together. It's one of the worst articles I've ever seen, too. because <laughs> they, uh, they put together some bad ones. I'll I mean, like they're, they're right because I, I forgot about this. Bobby Green and Grant Dawson. 
Like that was a that was, that was uh, a big one. Odds wise, that was up there, man. He was like plus three four hundred, and also him against Tony Ferguson just because of the way he did it. Yeah, I don't think anybody would have predicted him to win by sub in the third round. I know that's obviously specific, but they have like Leon um, Edwards and fucking Kamaru Usman three in here. Yeah, I, like come on. no, I no, I mean it's Grosso, Val, Strickland, Izzy, uh, Bobby Green, Dawson, Drickus Duplessis, Robert Whitaker. I think that's my top four. I think it's pretty 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 standard. I guess there's some more. There's some other ones. We almost got one with um. I, I can't even think of his name. I cannot even think of his name. Who's the fellow that Jack Della fought? Oh, man. No, I don't know. Uh, that was a crazy Basile. name. Basile. Basile Hafez. Yeah, he had a crazy name. I remember that. Yeah. So he could have he been up. That would have won it. And just because of the fact that he was actually doing well, I will give him honorable consideration mention. Not even, you know, not even honorable mention, but yeah. So, Ty, I think I'm going to go now with uh, Coach of the Year. I think we All should right. get that one out of the way, and I think this is probably an easy one for me and you. Uh, I think it's you know without question Eugene. No, I'm just kidding. No, that, that guy. <laughs> oh my god! I my, my phone was out of my hand almost. That guy will. I just knocked my water over so bad. <laughs> hold on. You got pissed at yourself. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back after a little short break. I had to grab a towel. There was so much water on the floor. I got one of them big ass Yetis. Filled that thing to the brim. Drank a couple sips and knocked that thing all Go over on. the floor. So we are back, though. I believe we were talking about the MMA Coach of the Year, and I think this yeah. this is an easy one for us. You hit me with a pump fake, and then it, it pump faked yourself. <laughs> yeah, I pump faked the shit out of myself. Uh, yeah, I, I, well, that's what happens when you mentioned Eugene Behrman on this show. It just bad things happen. But I. I'm going to go Eric Nixick. Josh Fabia. No, Josh, wow, man. How, I wonder how he's doing. But uh, Eric Nixick, I think that man, you, it goes without saying how well of a job he did. You're talking about uh, he trained a boxer to almost beat the Tyson Fury. You know, he wasn't the only one, but he was one of the coaches, you know, that, that helped that man, you yep. know, perform the way he did. Uh, one, of the, one of the head coaches over there at Extreme Couture, he just, I, I mean, I, I think that just it goes without saying how well of a job he did. He helped Sean Strickland win the uh, win the title. You know, he has helped a lot of different guys. Look what he's done to Chris Curtis. I mean, this guy came to the UFC and yeah. people were like, oh man, just kind of like a, a slugger who can't really be in the slugfest. And he's turned out a really good career. Julian Arosa, a guy who that, you know, I mean, Gus of Wind can definitely push him down, but you'll see some fights where he puts people out. He puts it on them. Just you know, not not the top of the top of the line guy, but. You know, uh, I think also Misha Tate is kind of, you know, in, in the, the second part or another part of her career, thanks to their help. Um, Manel Kopp, they transformed him. That, that was a guy whose stock was so high. And then he came to the UFC and it was so low after a couple losses. Um, you know, he had to get adjusted, every you know, time, not wearing those shoes. Sorry to cut you off, but every time I hear Manel Kopp, I just think <laughs> of him calling Kai Kara France a homophobic slur. <laughs> just losing his mind, saying that yeah. people's DNA aren't aren't Insane. up to his just standard. Not, it's yeah. unbelievable. <laughs> um, Amir Albazi, I mean, look what that guy's doing. Um, who else? Who else? Sadabusi, they turned his career way around. I mean, I know he's coming off a loss, but um, multiple. The Swedish Denzel Washington has made himself some money in the PFL. Uh, I mean, there's so so many different guys in in that gym. Daniel Zellhuber, that's their next. Their next uh, prodigy, Javid, uh, the Bostrop brothers, your boy, Mr. Nick. So, I mean, dude, see the things that Eric Nixick uh, has done over there with um, I'm trying to think of the other uh, Ray Seffo. He's awesome. Jake Shields, that psychopath. He's he's great. 
and um, in the boxing realm with Francis Ngannou and Dewey Cooper. Yeah, Eric Nixick, he, he listen, if if you want to um, if you want to take your game to the next level, I wouldn't I don't see why you're not moving yourself to Vegas. Right? Is that where Extreme Couture is not? It's not yeah. Miami. Okay. I, I don't know why you're not. I, I seriously don't. I, I thought there was somebody recent. I think I guess it was Manel Cop kind of got out of his comfort zone and moved his whole life to Vegas. I don't know why you're not doing it. I, I really don't. The PI's there, and Eric Nixick and Extreme Couture there. I mean, Eric Nixick is not like, um, uh, what's his fucking name? Safe Sayud, where you know Safe Sayud. I, I would love to. He's he's probably number two, but sometimes he can bump heads. He's a little bit. He's a little bit in your face. Eric Nixick's. Kind of like a friend also. Kind of like a friend, a brother, a teacher, a mentor. He's all the things. He seems like an amazing person. I've only heard good things about him from um, Morning Combat. The guys over there, they, they always interview him. He seems awesome. So, yeah, no other choice. Easy, absolute layup. Boxing also has a layup in Coach of the Year. It's Bo Mack, Brian McIntyre, the uh, Terrence Crawford coach. Him and, um, him, and, him and Eric Nixick just absolutely changing their fighters' lives this year in all aspects. So, shout out to them. Shout out to them. Is is Vittori, Marvin Vittori with them too? I thought he was, but I don't know if he is anymore. You never know. Uh, These I guys hop around, so it's tough to keep They hop around, and also Vittori has been, you know, he, he should take some time off. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see what gym he's with anymore. But it says he's fighting out of Vegas, so I feel like he was or is with them. He's fighting Brendan Allen soon, so. There you go. Uh, so much for time off, even though that will be 10-month layoff, so. We'll see about that. Yeah, so that that was a pretty uh, easy award to give. So now it's back yes. to you. I, I went, I went for, I cherry picked the easy one. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a, a quick little build up to to the top ones. Best card of the year. Ooh. There's a couple. I mean, there's there's a couple, and they, it seemed like they kind of happening in, in quick succession. 285, 290, 295 were all amazing. I'm gonna go. Uh, 287 was also good. I'm gonna go UFC 290. I think that card. Had all of it. So you start the card off, and you got Esteban Rebovich, Cam Kirk. You're like, ah, whatever. Jesus Aguilar follows that up with an absolute, just huge KO. I mean, I guess this could have been KO of the year, or at least an honorable mention of Shannon Ross. Sleeps him in 17 seconds. Uh, Cameron Simon smokes Terrence Mitchell in a, in a, in a quick quick fashion. Uh, the Vitor Petrino prochnio fight was crazy. He ends up triangling him. His first sub, I think, of his career. Um Alonzo Menafield, Jimmy Crute, absolute barn burner. Uh, Menafield guillotines and didn't see that coming. Denise Gomes sleeping, Yasmin Yorgi, did not see that coming at all in 20 seconds. We had a lot of quick finishes in this, in this, on this card. Um, we finished the prelims. Uh, we actually, we have uh, Tatsuro Tyra. He takes care of business, seeing an undefeated fighter. That was cool. And then you end the prelims with Robbie Lawler walking off and Nico Price into retirement. Uh, maybe for both guys, hopefully. Insane prelims. Now, now the main card starts. Bo Nickel, boom, quick finish with Val Woodburn. Always, always good to start a card off with like a, a top prospect. Doesn't matter what he who he fights, he's going to get the job done quick. At, that, that's how you start a main card. Um, after that, Dan Hooker, Jalen Turner, absolute war. Uh, Drickus Duplessis upset over Robert Whitaker. That was crazy. Pantoja Moreno. We'll, we'll talk about that one. That could be fight of the year. And then you had Volkanovski and Yair. It wasn't the biggest moment, the best fight, but that kind of was the moment we were building up to. You know, we wanted to see Volk. You always want to see a top pound-for-pound pound guy at the top of these cards, and you did, and he took care of business in the third round. But everything leading up to that, it just kept going, kept going, kept going, kept going. That is my card of the year. That took place at the T-Mobile Arena. 
uh, I think that was July 8th. Is that, is that International Fight Week, right? Which one? 290? 290? Yeah, yeah. That was International Fight Week. So, and how many times does International Fight Week cards, you know, how, how often does, does it actually, uh, you know, come through and, yeah. and kind of give you what you wanted? Not often, right? Sometimes they, you know, they really have to try to get the top guys or top women in, in Ronda Rousey's, um, her, her, her fight, uh, try to get them on the top of the card. But this, this was my card of the year. I mean, dude, I, just looking up and down, I remember this night. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Like, people were going night night. So, yeah. that's my pick. And I don't, I, I, I think it's tough to beat. I really think it's tough to beat. I got to go somewhere else. I'm going to go UFC 285 from March. Ooh. John Jones, Cyril gone. You know, you, that was the night of Alexa Grasso and Valentina Shevchenko, the original yep. fight. Shavkat's submission of Jeff Neal. They were back to back, which was crazy. Matus Gamrot, Jalen yeah, Turner back. was a fucking. That was good. Yeah. Uh, what do we have? What else do we have? We had Bo Nickel leading the card off with the arm triangle of Jamie Pickett. You know, yep. Cody, Cody No Love with his unanimous decision against Trevin Jones. That was. That was uh, Yeah, that was. Uh, DDP pounding uh, Derek Brunson into the PFL. So that was. <laughs> That was pretty crazy. That was awesome. Uh, I don't really remember the Amanda Hebas Arujo fight. That, that fight was, was pretty good, if yeah. I remember. Uh, Mark Andre Barriolt, he took out. Uh, I took out the Cuban. That fight crisis. was crazy. That right? was crazy. Marquez yes. was looking good in the beginning, and then Kendra Lust wore off. Yes, Kendra, Kendra Lust, Lust always effect. wears off, dude. It's uh, yeah, at some I point tell you about taking up showers. Uh, Ian That's Gary. Took out uh, Song Kanon in this, and this that was yep. the one where he got rocked Rock and had to bad. fight back. So that that that's what what made me. This is a good one, the, man. Yeah, that, I kind of forgot about. This that's part. what made me pick this because it was like it, it was so long ago, but it had like guys like Ian Gary. The, it was you know fifth fight of the night. You know you had Cameron Simon, mm-hmm. Tabitha Ritchie took out Jessica Pe- uh, Penne, which good. congratulations, Baby Shark, uh, Basharat and Domon Blackshear, which I remember that being a good fight. And then, yep. uh, you know, I remember we had Rebovics against uh, Rajabov, and he got. That fight was also good. Yeah, he, and he, yeah, exactly. That guy just wrestle fucked him. I, I believe was uh, the Tajik Tank. And we were supposed to get um, Jalen Turner and Dan Hooker on that card. Yes, that would have been even crazier. That probably would have been the fight of the year. That would probably would have been what what took it from uh, two ninety. But yeah, two awesome cards. I mean, I guess we could have even talked about two ninety five with uh, Yuri and uh, Yuri and, uh, and Pereira, the one that just happened. Aspinall, Sergey Pavlovich, Duran Andrade, Benoit Saint Denis, Diego Lopez. That main card was all finishes and almost all in the first round. Uh, but you know, had a couple of fights in the prelim. So there's so many goddamn cards, honestly. So I think we don't have many left, right? Uh, I think I we, think just two. I think we just have the two at the top. All right. Yep. So I think I'm going to uh, no. Did we do fight of the year? We did not. So I think we'll do that. Let's do let's we'll do that first before we get to the male and female fighters of the year. I like it. We we will do fight of the year, Ty. And I just had it up. I have to go and find I, I will say though, like uh, I saw some other rankings, you know, I looked at the tapology rankings earlier. Now this 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 specific category is very is much more subjective than anything else. I think people want to go with the all out brawl war, the the Rory McDonald and um, Robbie Lawler, but what about the um, was it Carlos Condit and, um, and 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 Rory, or was it Carlos Condit and Robbie Lawler? One of those, I forget which one he fought, was probably better than the Rory Robbie fight. But people went with the all action, all war kind of you know, no technique, just throw 
uh, you know, caution yeah, in the wind. Try to kill each other, basically. Well, now I'm I'm fine with that. I, I think you have to, you know, because some of these. My winner is definitely parts of that fight were just you know slug it out, brawl it out. But I think there's a lot to it, uh, you know, where it is on the card, the importance of the fight, and also technique too, a little bit, you know. So I would love to see what you think and what you have. So I want you to get it going. Now, I like like I you laid it out perfectly because I don't think anyone really is right or wrong here. I think it's all your opinion. And I think what you what fight you remember correctly, like, you know, I didn't go back and just watch this fight because there were so many of them. I didn't have the time to just watch yeah. all of these. But mine right off the instinct was Moreno Pantoja this from the summer because that I remember that there were parts of it where it was slow, but it was so like you said, back and forth. And just, you know, like Moreno was kind of slow. And then Pantoja would gas out a little bit. Moreno would fucking put his foot on the gas and start coming back. Like, if that I remember just being so evenly matched and back and forth. So, like, that that's what the one I'm going to go with. If I was going to go the other way and go, like, if I could name a backup, I know it's kind of corny because it just happened, but that Irina Aldana and Carol Rosa fight was incredible. Yeah, I, I hate to do it, but I'm, I'm – I'm copying you yeah. for both. That's my number one and my number two. Yeah. Moreno Pantoja three, I guess, if you want to count yes. the uh, the fight on the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah, I mean, you know, people Pantoja looked like he was gassed. He comes back firing. Moreno's firing. Uh, you know, good scrambles, good everything, good low kicks. Uh, I mean, man, that fight had all of it. It had it all. And um, also after the fight, I think this this plays a huge. Huge part, uh, you know, Alexander Pantoja looking into the crowd and asking his father, are you proud of me now? Yeah. Uh, winning the belt after all he's been through. He's had a crazy career. And, you know, Brendan Moreno is coming off of his trilogy or quadology, I believe, with Figgy. Um, Panto- I mean, that was one of the moments of the year. If you want to break down the moment of the year, Sean Strickland winning the belt uh, is up there for sure in, in Grasso. But moment of the year, absolutely Pantoja doing, doing what he did, uh, his post-fight speech, and just his performance as breakthrough to finally reach that top, top of the, the the line, top of the food chain. Yeah, I absolutely agree. That my number topology is number one, which I just don't really agree with. I yeah, mean, I saw it, that. It was great. It was great, but it was kind of Volk Makachev won. It, I want to say it was one sided, but I I went back and rewatched it like last week. I thought Islam won four rounds, maybe maybe three, maybe three. Uh, Volk coming through, coming back in the fifth round. Almost, you know, at least somewhat coming close to maybe rallying and getting a finish. That was awesome. That was crazy. But I'm not sure how that's better than Moreno Pantoja 3. And yeah. uh, I guess Jeff Neal Shafkot was also up there. I think that was – my number three, though, was Justin Gaethje, Rafael Faziv. Um, yes. I thought that was just amazing. Dan Hooker, Jalen Turner was right there, too. I thought uh, Jalen Turner started to slow down a little bit. And then Glover Teixeira, Jamal Hill was kind of one-sided Jamal, but Jamal Hill broke absolutely – just shattered – records he put up flyweight volume yeah. at 205 um that that was one of the more that if i had to do a performance of the year that was also in my top three top five um kelvin gaslam chris curtis that's that's a you know sleeper also so um yeah i i, th- I think we both kind of hit it hit the nail on the head there uh so i guess it would be your pick so i guess you want to do well, i guess we should save the the male fighter of the year for the last one and then we do the female fighter of the year i guess first yeah uh if you want i can just give you both my picks i think they're both easy okay they're both slam dunks and i, I don't think there's really much arguing it but i i could definitely see other other avenues i'm gonna go female it's got to be alexa grasso has to be alexa grasso i don't know who else it could be i i, I thought about aaron blanchfield 
Um, but you know, doing what Alexa did, um, winning in the way she won against Valentina, and then coming back in the second fight and 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 powering back to a draw. She, I mean, she was losing both of those fights, and she rallied back and didn't lose either of them. I, again, I know she went one and one or one zero oh and one, but it, pulling through after you know she beat Viviana Arujo in, in a a good way, but not a decisive way, and. I don't think anybody said, oh, yeah, she's she's the one to beat Valentina. I don't think that really happened. Nobody really counted, counted on her. Everybody counted her out, including me. I've, I've been a big fan of hers for a long time. So I think it has to be her female fighter of the year. And for male, I'm going to go Islam Makachev. Beating Volk twice, finishing in the second time, having a fight of the year candidate the first time. I know it wasn't in 2023, but coming off of a just demolish demolishing of Charles Oliveira, um, it's got to be my fighter of the year. There's other nominees for sure, and I think – that's probably the hipster choice, but those are those are uh, those are my picks. Yeah, you know, Ty, I have a tough time uh, disagreeing with anything you basically just said. I'd hate to be the boring part of uh, the the car, the uh, podcast, but it, honestly, yeah. it's, it, the truth is the truth. You have Alexa Grasso, who had the biggest win, you know, the upset, whatever you want to argue, of the year. You know, the, one of the upsets of the year, I should say, because I didn't have it, but you did. Uh, you know, with that sub of Valentina Shevchenko, really it's tough to pick. I think it's tough to pick this award due to the fact that these people only fight twice, three times a year, yeah. and you're kind of comparing, you know, what what they did in their two to compare to someone else. But I think really who made more of an impact in, in female mixed martial arts than Alexa Grasso this year because yeah. you did not get – uh, you know, did we even get any Whaley fights this year? If so, one. was there one? Yeah, uh, that was right. On. She fought Andrade, I believe. Yeah, absolutely smashed her. Right? No, no, Lamos. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. That's what it was, right? I, I'm mixing I just, it up. I, I can't remember. She yep. only fights once. Nope. Yep. She fought Lamos in uh, August. It wasn't actually that long ago, but she only fights. Seems like she's going to do the one once a year. She did two last year, but it's. Uh, it's just tough. It's tough to do this award, like I said, because you only have so much to go off of. I am also going to go Islam Makachev. I think his two wins. You know, I think you could also go Sean Strickland, just off of what he, you know, was able to accomplish this year. Wins against Imovov, Abus, and uh, Israel. You know, I, I think that's yeah, three zero. I mean, it's worthy. And, it's and coming off of the brutal knockout loss too. So like, yeah, I think he he was a good option. Uh, I saw some people say Leon. I being Usman and Covington the same year, no matter what circumstances. I, I definitely got to respect that. Pantoja had a great year. My sneaky pick, or actually, I, I've I have a an honorable mention, or I'll, I have two honorable mentions that I think are really solid. Benoit Saint Denis, our boy, three wins, yeah. three devastating finishes, two of them in the first round to three pretty solid fighters: Ismail Bonfim, Tiago Moises, Mavrovol. Those are three. Damn good fighters. I don't care what anybody says. Um, and the way he did it, just, I mean, I guess he could be a breakthrough if we want to go breakthrough. It would be him and Blanchfield, at least for me. Um, but I, I think he could have given him, fight, given him fight, fighter of the year. To do that three, I mean, crazy, crazy. My other honorable mention, though, my number two, Patchy Mix. I know he's not in the UFC. He yeah. fought twice this year, knocking out Rafion Stotts and choking out Sergio Pettis to really just put himself on the map as, I think, the best fighter in in Bellator. Um, so, also, PFL and Bellator merging. PFL doesn't have a 135-pound division. How fucking pathetic is that, for, uh, for for starters? Yeah. Two, I don't know what their plan is for Patchy Mix. I think what they're doing, I think they are 
just absolutely hurting their potential with some of the guys they have. Patchy Mix is one of the best fighters in the world. I would love to see him come to the UFC's loaded 135-pound division Whoa. and uh, uh, see what he can do. See what he can do. But uh, after beating Magomed Magomedov the way he did, after beating Horiguchi, after smoking your boy James Gallagher, and rallying kind of his career from that loss to Juan Archuleta, teaming up with Tatiana Suarez, forming the, the best MMA power couple in the sport, in my opinion. Amazing, amazing. He's still 30. Like, this is his prime, and he's just getting getting started. So that would be my uh, outside-the-box honorable mention. Yeah, I also think uh, somebody I would put in there is Driscus. Because uh, yeah. that guy had himself a year with two finishes of Derek Brunson and Robert Whitaker, you know, and, and the Robert Whitaker one, still, you're, in, uh, I'm with you in that uh, sense where it was like, dude, we never thought that was going to happen. No you know? shot. I, we looked months ahead and said, yo, we're putting that in our parlay. Like I remember. Yeah, yeah. So. That, but it, it was like, yeah, exactly. Like it's like there's no way he beats him, and then he's going out and doing ex- like what we thought. Robert Whitaker was going to do to him just smashes him, you know. I mean, Justin Gaethje also had a good year as well. You know, I he had that early fight with Fazeev, I believe, and then it was uh, the the you know the knockout of Poirier. So uh, crazy. Another one I'd like to mention too, uh, Poeton. He had. I mean, if he didn't get knocked out in the beginning of the year, like if you want to talk about bounce back, then he is absolutely fighter of the year because yeah. I, I mean, who knows if he goes? I mean, but he goes up. To you know, he gets knocked out, loses his title in in April, and by November he's the champion in the weight class above him. It's it's pretty it's pretty remarkable. I mean, he went out and made made you know that Jan Blahovich fight was tough, but he, he he just survived the storm. Goes out against Prohoshka and makes him look like you know a regular human being. It, that was that you know. Listen, I did want to talk about like moment of the year. You know, like what was your favorite moment of the year? And if it's not the knockout for me, if it's not the knockout of uh, Aljamain Sterling by O'Malley, then it's the Prohoshka and Pro- Poeton stare off. Yeah, I mean, that absolutely has to be one of the most. I mean, that was just and, – and the fact that we got one of those angles, like a, a camera angle you'd see after the fight that you'd see on Twitter, you're like, damn, that's crazy. We saw that right as it was happening. Like, yeah. right, you're behind Yuri and you, all you see is Poeton staring. And the way his he, he just stares menacingly, and then obviously Yuri has his own just awesome fucking yep. coldness to him, Dude. just very different. You know, a, a legit samurai, if you will, um, insane. A, a samurai and an Aztec warrior in the fucking same UFC cage with a bunch of drunk idiots wooing around them. Like wh- what? Yeah. What a moment! What a moment! Really, and it's like that. The memes that came out from that. You know, we're incredible. It's just like it, it felt like when it was happening. When you're watching, it, I was at my boy's house, and they showed the cows. Like, oh my! Like, I, this was the one. Like, the like you know when you have those people over, and they're like, yeah, like oh, who's fighting tonight? You know, like they don't really know. They're just hanging out, and you're yeah. like, dude, listen, I would put my life on the line to tell you that this is worth watching. Like Yuri yes. Prohoshka and Alex Moton. That is that's it. That's mixed martial arts. That is two psychopaths getting in there and fighting. Who got one guy who thinks he's an ancient Brazilian warrior and the other guy thinks he's a samurai. He's he's from like fucking the, the Czech Republic retreats. and he thinks he's a samurai. He thinks he's a one little guy's... <laughs> he follows the Bushida code and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. One guy's going on darkness retreats. The other guy is trying to drown his sparring partner and coach in a river as like practice. They're yeah. drowning each other. That's what they're doing. Uh, fucking insane. The fact, you know, crazy. Nothing will beat that. So that's why I did, I did just want to make mention of that. 
Uh, lots of people using homophobic slurs. I still remember. Yeah, that's you're still the, one of the. the uh, what was slur. the other? What was that guy's name? That the other one that did it. He, oh, it was um, Chuck Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It's not. It's not. Well, I mean, it, it, it is funny. Charles it's just because these people are so unserious, dude. Charles well, Radke. It was, so listen, we're watching a Charles Radke Mike Mathetha fight, right? This is a fight of the guys who are only known. As the, by their nip, nicknames. Mike Mathetha then gets his nickname taken away from him, and he goes back to Mike Mathetha. So no longer is he Blood Diamond. Or we Mike call him Diamond. Mike Diamond. We, <laughs> the guy from Backstreet Boys, I believe. We call him Mike Diamond. And um, so it's, you know, like four people are watching this fight, I think. Um, was it Backstreet Boys? Beastie Boys. Ah, sorry. I was close. <laughs> um, close enough, right? Uh Nobody's watching this fight, and then it's a terrible fight, boring fight, and then he just comes out and calls the crowd a bunch of you-know-whats and then calls them pussies and says, come do something about us. <laughs> He's trying to fight the whole crowd, and <laughs> we're like, bro, we just want to watch Israel Adesanya and Sean Strickland. Uh, we're in the, we're in Sydney, so like that's probably the wrong crowd to just egg on. I don't know if I'm doing that. <laughs> yeah, come um, down here and do something about it. <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy. That was at least the Manel Cop one was, you know. I guess oh, and DC, kind of after DC didn't Sean know what to do that whole night. Like he had the yeah, mic. He's like, uh... the first one he just let go for way too long. He's like, all right, I'm not going to do that again. And then Manel <laughs> yeah, Cop going on and on and on and finishes it with it. He's like, oh, yes. oh, geez. <laughs> oh, he just man. he was waiting for it. He's like, I'm just going to keep talking. And then, yeah, your whole team. And it's like, oh, uh, what's he going to call him? Pussies, bitches. Is that oh, Poncho? He said that. <laughs> Fuck. Cut that. Cut. DC, cut. Cut the mic. Oh, man. So, yeah, there there were yeah. some moments this year. Uh, who is there any, like, suspensions or anything? Like, what did we, we – there wasn't anything, like, <laughs> crazy McGregor. that we missed talking uh, about. I mean, Conor we McGregor we just didn't, didn't fight. Shit. Yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> so and, and I guess and we now sh- he's teasing a middleweight fight. We should talk about that. I guess uh, Conor McGregor, Michael Chandler made for – I believe the international fight week this week this year is going to be January or June January. I wish it was June 29th. Uh, I guess they're going to do it in Vegas. It's going to be against Michael Chandler. It won't be 185. It'll probably be 170 if I had to guess. He's just that's crazy. I don't believe it though until the UFC says it. So I somebody has to announce it. Yeah. Yeah. Like but I don't. I don't believe anything he says. Chandler's de- definitely training. Conor McGregor's definitely drinking. Did you see uh, the video he put up? Um, I think yeah, yeah. I think I put it on my story. It was like him, yeah. him, the, him drinking while Chandler's doing all these fucking yeah. elaborate exercises. I'm like, this is not Listen, a good sign, man. Yeah, I think Chandler could probably get sparked no matter what the circumstances are. Yeah, but man, I, I do not like this approach by Connor whatsoever. I mean, I, like you're already kind of a joke. You're already kind of forgotten. You're you're now 35. That's the age, right? That's the yeah. That's the age we always talk about. Look what happened to Volk, like. I don't know, man. Look what happens to John Jones possibly if he hangs around and fights Tom Aspinall, which probably he probably won't do. And I don't blame him. Honestly, he's fought Hall of Famer's whole career. Let's let's take it easy now. Let's coach uh, to an undefeated finish to our amazing career. But um, I don't know, man. I just don't like that approach by Connor. Like he's getting old. He's having more kids. He's he's fighting much less. He's training much less. He's getting injured all the time. Like what happens if he's fighting Chandler and he gets injured and gets knocked out? And it's like, all right, well now my next fight is going to be. Me and Nate, three. It's like, or four. Would it be three, right? Uh, him and um, Nate, three, yeah. Like, Which I, is going to happen loses. at some point. They're going to wind up doing this. Just to- I think I think it is, too, yeah. Uh, maybe in boxing. That would be kind of cool. But um, 
I don't know, man. I I gotta be honest. If it's at, I can't imagine it's actually at 185. I know Chandler no. like walks around at 190, but that's probably not happening. I don't know. The video itself was weird. Nobody really confirmed it. It's just kind of like out there. Now we're gonna have to ask Dana. I'm guessing uh, when the next car, the Ankali of Johnny Walker card, I guess he's going to be that. Maybe he's gonna be there. Who knows? He's he's never really at fight nights. But either way, he's the latest we'll know is that uh, I think it's the Strickland DDP card. He'll definitely be there that night. So yeah. We'll, we'll definitely get information about it. Uh, either way, I'm taking Michael Chandler. Um, yeah, you've been pretty I, steadfast just, in that. I actually might just hedge myself and just go with the under no matter what it is. I think this one ends early. Um, but he, I, I, can we get it? Can, can that happen ho- hopefully soon, please? Like, can this be a real thing? I know J- July's a, not close, but it, having a date for Connor would be awesome. And also having a date for John whenever he gets back from his injury, that would be awesome too. Kind of Just kind of get the top guys back. You know, it's too much time between now and then for something bad to happen or for it to get Who knows or gonna, anything. Chandler's you know? probably due to tear his biceps or some shit, you know? So, yep. It's just been a while. The, the shit talk will be, you know, good. Uh, they'll do a press conference. I'm just more at the point with McGregor now where I just like, I, I, I have to, see, I just want to see a fight, man. You know, like yeah. all the talking is kind of weak when you're not really, not even, like winning is one thing. It's not, like I don't hold necessarily hold that. Like, that's not the number one problem. It's just more of the antics and the how long, like, saying you want to fight, I want to fight this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, and then it's like, then we don't see you for this long. And even when he was healthy, I had a problem with it because he was, you know, that's the problem. When you're healthy and you're not fighting and then you come back and then you get hurt, now we don't see you. So it's, I don't know. Like, I just got, it's more of a, I have to see it happen. Right now, Ty, he's a minus 120 favorite. And for the record, for anyone who's listening to this for the first time, I am the biggest Conor McGregor fan. Love that man, all right? He's the reason that I even love mixed martial arts the way that I do. But at a certain point, enough's enough. You know, it's going to be almost, what, two, three years since he's been in the cage? You know, Not two, good. Two full years, I think, right? I think is the, uh, well, what's going on here? But uh, I think it was 2021 when he la- when he last fought. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, was it when he fucked his ankle up against Dustin, right? Yeah. It was International Fight Week in 2021. Uh, 2021. So yeah, th- it'll be, be three years. So that's basically, crazy. be three years. Yeah, that's that's what it is. So first off, I can't believe it's been three years, but time is just getting away I, from us. Yeah, exactly. And I understand why it's been a while because I mean the man's leg did explode, you know. So I un- that part of it I get, but I thought last year was this was the summer he was going to come back, or at least in the fall or in the winter because they go out and they do the Ultimate Fighter. They they pr- you know create all this hype around it and everything, and then it just kind of dies down when you wait a whole another year to have the fight. And, Ch- and yeah. Chandler's not going to fight for that whole time, you know. Like that's crazy. But he's he's waiting for his moment, I guess. Uh, yeah. Conor was doing a lot of fucking last year, but he was not doing a lot of fighting. So no. I guess maybe this is the year of the fight, maybe. And like in I'd like case. to see him get through a, a training camp and actually be in good shape come the fight time. It's not not like physical shape. I'm meaning like health wise. You know, like it's he. Yeah. If he, Conor he, fights again twice this year, who is the second fight going to come against? I know why. Who my answer? is. If he wins. If he, if, yeah, he wins, if, if he wins, for sure. Okay, if he wins, then he's going to fight Islam. Okay, I think if he fights, he's going to fight. Uh, if he wins, he's going to fight Leon. Okay, see, that, that, that was my other one. I, I don't think you're crazy for that. If Leon's the champ by then, absolutely. If they can, or whoever it is at 170, they're like, you know what? Connor won. Connor's back. Um, let's let's make him a three three division champ. And I think they're going to absolutely try to do what KSW tried to do, what other organizations. I think. Uh, my boy Anatoly Malikin, the dude in um, where the fuck's he at? Is he in one? I think. Um, he's a he's a monster. He's a problem. He's a, he's he's one of my favorite fighters 
outside of the UFC. Yeah, he's at one. I think he's dropping down to fight Renier Ritter at 185, or I guess their middleweight, which is 205, uh, which is uh, very confusing. But I think he's going for his third championship, third division championship. Uh, that, that's what people are seeming, seemingly trying to do now going forward. Like they're, they're going to try to fight up or down or wherever so they can get that second, third bell and add their names to the to, you know history books. So I think Connor wins, and they said, you know what, 170, yeah. Shafkat? Nah, we don't want to see that. No. Shafkat Rachmanov against Connor McGregor. Who do you got? Yeah, that's an easy bet, but uh, let's. I sure hope that doesn't happen. I really would wish that. Like, I if they could get him down to fifty-five to do that Islam fight, that would be. That's it. Like that. That's the end. You know, like that. That's the way. It, especially if he were to come back and win that title, then I think he never defends it. He retires, and that's it. Like you would just sure. be done. But I don't think he would actually do that. I don't think. You know he he can help himself. I don't think he's ever gonna. He's not gonna stop until it, it's like, you know. I don't even know. I really don't even know what's gonna stop. Like when he, is he just gonna trickle away? Right kick. Yeah. He, well, I mean that definitely could happen. It, it, he's never gonna go away. That's the thing. He's always going oh, to be will. chirping these people. And no, I'm telling you, he's not. It, it, it hasn't stopped him. None of this stuff. He got knocked out Bob by Poirier. Was talking about the guy's wife in the second fight. So it's it's coming back. Bob from the if Bob from the pub comes back, he's gonna catch a left hand that'll cross his chin. Fuck <laughs> you, mate. Uh, I am excited for that though. That will. I mean, of course, we always. Anytime McGregor's getting in there, when the time the the fight comes around, it's a huge night. It is a huge night, no matter what. Red panty night. Dude, it's gonna be great. Like all the people that you you know don't watch MMA are gonna be ready to go. The build up for that's gonna. Oh my god, yeah. Chandler's running out there. Stocky as shit, throwing bombs at him. It's gonna be scary. It's gonna be a scary, scary night for McGregor fans all over. But it will be scary fan for Chandler fans because that power is still real. And uh, you know we'll have to see what shape he's in. There's a lot to go into that, but. Is see. It, uh, we, we would like to hear about your boxing. I know you have a couple boxing awards that you wanted to give out before we got out of here. Yeah, I thought it was a good year for boxing, specifically women's boxing. They had a great year. Um, you know, going forward, they're going to have an even better year. Hopefully, it'll be a Katie Taylor or Amanda Serrano too. That'd be awesome. Um, I guess I'll start. I guess I'll just start with my uh, fighter of the year. I think my fighter of the year is going to be Naya Inouye. Going from undisputed at 118 to then moving up to 122 and becoming undisputed there, uh, I think he's going to settle in here at 122. But he could—I mean, this guy's scary. They call him the monster for a reason. He's probably the best. He just fight, fought Marlon Sapolis. He just ended the year um, with the fight. He ended the year of boxing, I should say, of 2023 with an absolute nasty uh, straight right that he just kept landing so quick, so powerful to Marlon Sapolis, who was hanging around. He, he did pretty well. I mean, listen, I know he's going to run in some trouble. Or running some guys that are, are here, but man, what he did to Stephen Fulton was just, yeah, I mean, laughable. I mean, he just did whatever he wanted. Stephen Fulton's damn good and naturally bigger than Nia Inouye, too. So, Nia Inouye, I think, could be. I mean, dude, this guy has like serious goat potential, but you know, obviously not fighting in front of many, uh, on many television sets in the U.S. That's going to change going forward for sure. And, uh, I mean, man, if we could uh, match up with him and, um, uh, Jesse Bam Rodriguez at 122 in the future. Oh, oh man, that's that that's going to be something to watch. But I think he's my fighter of the year. Terrence Crawford. He, he only fought once, but he fought Errol Spence, and he just beat the fucking brakes off of him. So I guess he has to be considered. Devin Haney, in my opinion, should be the runner-up. He beat a Hall of Famer in, in Vasily Lomachenko. Moved up to 140. Pitched an absolute shutout against Regis Progre. So uh, good things are in the future for him. I'm going to go with. 
I guess, breakout fighter. I'm going to go with David Benavidez. David Benavidez is, is on the map, and I think he's got Canelo in his sights, and I think he might be able to beat Canelo. So I think David Benavidez is the breakout fighter here. Tim Zhu is also in consideration. He's a, he's a beast. Um, what else I think? I'm probably only else going to go uh, prospect of the year, and then I'll go with fight of the year after I'm, I'm going to get you to chime in a little bit. Prospect of the year, I'm going to go <clears throat> Bruce Shushu Carrington. I've been talking about him for a little bit now, if you can remember the nickname. He's from Brooklyn, 26 years old. He went 5-0 and on the year, three knockouts. He's uh, got great size, 5'8 at 126. Got elite boxing, killer instincts, good mix of talent. Uh, he fights under top rank, and I think he's ready for the top guys. I think he will get a title shot before this 2024 year is up. Also, Olympian Andy Cruz, he won a couple gold medals. Uh, I think he beat Shakur Stevenson, if I remember correctly. Um, he was a Cuban amateur. I think he's 28, 29 now, so he just turned pro, and man, he's awesome. He's really good to watch. Uh, he's, he doesn't have that many fights in his career. I think he's only 2-0, and oh, but uh, what, he did in, <clears throat> what he did as an amateur was was very impressive. And uh, also Floyd Schofield, another just dangerous guy to watch. Those are my prospects of the year. Do you have any anybody for fight, fighter, or breakout, or what, what caught your eye? Uh, I, I would say fighter of the year. I think the, the, the number one thing that caught my eye overall was just the beatdown that Terrence Crawford gave to Errol Spence. Like yeah, that that was the big fight because obviously I'm not uh, a hardcore, so like the ones as a casual that kind of caught my eye. That was like the thing where we watched that whole fight, and I was like, I, I had Errol Spence. I was like, God damn, he is beating yeah. the shit out of him. And it wasn't like a oh back and forth. Like no, dude, he was beating the shit out of him, and it wasn't a close fight whatsoever. So uh, I, I think you got to give it to him. Naya Inouye as well though was a uh, he, he was. That Stephen Fulton fight, I remember there was a lot of talk around that. And that was like, you know, he was, you know, arguably the best. You know, I think seeing articles that ESPN was had him at number one at at one twenty two yeah. at one point, and he was on, you know, trying to get pound for pound recognition. And he goes out and beats the brakes off him every second of that fight. He dominates him. So I was very sad. I'm a big Stephen Fulton guy. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, he's he a Philly guy, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's I, I, that, that's why I was like involved in that one because I was rooting for him and I was like, wow, this is not even close. But yeah, uh, I guess better. I would say Amanda Serrano, Katie Taylor. Those, I, like you said, those are always going to be the two women's fighters that always catch my eye or get you know me interested. So you'd want to see that in the near future. But uh, another one that I also you know I, I, this is strictly from the casual standpoint. But uh, was Gervonta Davis this year? Was that against uh, uh, Ronnie Garcia? One? Yeah, that was a shame. All right, that's why it, it feels like it was so long ago, so I never know. But that was a big moment for me. Um, because, yeah, he fought twice this year. Remember, he fought Hector Garcia after he fought Roland. Yes. Knocked Hector Garcia out. Just, that is not Gervonta Davis anymore. He's also known as Abdul Wahid. What? Yeah, he is a converted uh, Islam now. He is converted to Islam, I should say. Well, uh, Abdul Wahid. Listen, you beat, beat up your girlfriend and then convert, you know, change religions. I guess that's that's the whole thing. For Gervonta Davis, but no, all jokes aside, that is not a joke because that is all serious. He um he had a good year, but he also had a bad year. <laughs> uh, he had a, he had an up and down year, but I think now is the time to capitalize. Uh, fight Devin Haney, fight Shakur Stevens, fight somebody. Stop stop tweeting, stop calling people out, stop stop asking for seventy percent. Come on, just you know you uh, like he has not fought really anybody. You know some of the guys he fought were kind of passing Santa Cruz, Gamboa. Barrios was a good fight, but he almost, you know, he, he was pretty good. Isak Cruz took him the distance. And Ryan Garcia is not on his level. So 
time for him to step step up, fight the pound for pound best, and we can see what he's got. I mean, I, I like his chances against anybody, but I also think he's going to give away rounds and lose rounds to pretty much anybody. So yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. The true knockout or bust kind of guy. So uh, yeah, he could have knockout of the year, I guess, if you wanted to consider him. But I have a couple, or uh, I guess fight of the year. Good. Um, actually, knockout of the year, uh, real quick. Junto Nakatani against Andrew Maloney. I don't know if you remember that one. Over yes. overhand left that sent that motherfucker. Alcohol. Hey man, uh, bad. Anytime a guy bad. almost gets knocked out of the ring, it's uh, you know. I'm That's done. always fun. There was a couple of those. Um, I don't know if you remember Brian Mendoza knocks out Sebastian Fundora as uh, the commentator yells "Timber," which is crazy because uh, he's you know six foot six uh, welterweight, which is wild. Um, and he went down. He didn't get back up either. David Morrell, my boy at one sixty eight, he knocked out a, f- a fellow named Yamauchi Falcao. On short notice, put him out bad. He almost like he had to step over him because he he knocked his corpse out in front of him. It was it was wild. Um, Mark Maxayo, Isaac uh, Avilar, watched looked that one up. Mark Maxayo put him. He, he had him sleeping under the ropes. He was like tucked in under the ropes. Oh, like yeah, he wasn't out of the ring, but he was oh, he's on, still the, in the, on ring. the corner, <laughs> and he was sleeping. He he looked like he was comfy, uh, very comfy. Um, a fellow named Ellis Zorro had one of the best. Over a guy named Jose Burton, but then he got got by Jai Opataya on a day of reckoning card. He uh, put out, bad. he got put up against the ropes. He was sitting upright, like yo, I'm just here chilling. I'm just, I'm hanging out, I'm chilling. Uh, but he was out. So that's those are my KOs. Fight of the year. I'm gonna, I guess I'll go with uh, Jaime Mungia, Sergey Derevchenko. It was, uh, it was on the zone. It was a brawl. Just started on, started early, and there was just all these ebbs and flows and back and forth. Um, Mungi was hurt in the fifth, then he landed a big shot. Then he dropped, he had to drop him in the 12th round to win that fight. So that was crazy. Um, also on DeZone, DeZone had a pretty good year. I, I know I make jokes about him because, you know, sometimes their audio just doesn't work for whatever reason. But Luis Neri fought a guy named Azat Hofanesian. And that fight was crazy. Look that up whenever you can. That fight wasted no time turning into a dogfight. Round four, Luis Neri rocks him with a just awesome uppercut after he got hurt and then he rocks him in the fifth and then he gets rocked back in the fifth um ninth tenth round starts and then Neri's getting rocked to the body and he turns up round 10 and then the 11th round starts and he just he the ref stepped in very good very great job by the ref because that guy was uh that guy was going to take some 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 damage for sure and that was an amazing fight. Uh, Joe Cordina fought Shavkat Rakhimov, not to be confused with Rock- Shavkat Rachmanov. They fought on the zone, also on the zone. That fight was crazy. Um, Mauricio Lara, Lee Wood, that was also on the zone. So the zone had some of the best fights of the year. Uh, if you have any time, watch some of those fights. They were fucking awesome. Um, I got one that was uh, that I thought of that I was very entertained by, and I thought the judges were wrong, but it was still a good fight. Devin Haney and Lomachenko. Lomachenko always gets yeah. into the TV. So does Devin Haney. So that was that a pretty was good fight. So I, I, a lot of people I saw had that as fight of the year just because of how great they both Everything are. Everything around it, um, yeah. <clears throat> a lot of people also I saw had Lomachenko. I think it could have went either way, honestly. I think it could have went either way, so I'm not really mad at it. Uh, but I did have Devin Haney edging him out 7-5. to five. Great fight, though. Great, great, great fight. 
Ty, so I guess only one thing I would like to ask you before we get out of here. We'll have a couple weeks off of the Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast, or just at least a week until next week where we talk about the UFC. Try to settle card. in for this new year. Yeah, we'll try to get uh, we'll get back and you know we need a refresh, recharge. Twenty twenty four is a new year. We did. We, I mean, we probably I lost probably an easy fifty units last year. I didn't do the full. <laughs> hey, we're, I didn't do we're the full tracking, that, but when, you know, it's just not good. I'm never going to give up, though, ladies and gentlemen. I'm never. No, back we're going to start. We're we're going to we're going to do good this year. I think we're going to track. We're going to track efficiently. Yeah, we're going to do good. We're going to we're. It's going to be a good year. I, I conveniently stopped tracking once so I was getting smoked every week. I, I'm not going to lie to you, people. It was. Yeah. It was tough to keep writing minus seven down in the book, and you're like uh, a reminder uh, of how much you lost this past weekend, but. Uh, but I did want to ask you, Ty, what would – right now, realistic, what would be some of the fights that you would put on UFC 300, even just the main card? I mean maybe you can name a couple that would pop into your mind. I have a few that I think are going to happen that are, I'm not too excited about, but it is what it is. What do you have in mind for UFC 300 if you if your name was Ty White? Ty White. Um, I like Alex Pereira, Tom Aspinall at heavyweight. Um. For the for the belt, why not? Why why not? Um, BMF belt on the line. Justin Gaethje, Max Holloway. Turn me up. I think that would be a great matchup. I think I know who wins, but it, you never know. You That's never know. One. I think you bring back Ronda Rousey and you fight match her out with Ron, uh, Misha Tate. Boom, run it back. Misha Tate wow. is at least fighting and still fighting. Right, Ronda Rousey. There was rumors of it being a thing, but obviously, probably not happening. We're a couple months away. It could happen. Um, Wonder Boy, put him in there with Colby. I, I put that on the prelims, maybe. I like that a lot. Um, I think you put Cody Garbrin in there with Davis and Figueredo. Create some violence. Okay. <clears throat> um, who could you put Bo Nickel in there with? He's fighting. I think he already has. Uh, he's on it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I he's fighting. I um, who it is, though. It's somebody. It's not good. great. No, I mean nah, the, the, it was Cody, Cody Brundage. Yeah, yeah, the guy who has to quit to win. Yes, I think you put him in there with somebody bigger. Maybe you know I, I don't know how or or what, but I think that's <clears throat> that's what I would do. Um, I think some so some of them that are already made that you haven't mentioned yet: Yuri Prohoshka, Rockic. Love that, that that's, one. That's happening, and Aljamain Sterling and Calvin Cater. Aljo that, going right. up to yeah, forty-five. Yeah. So. I love that one. I I like that one too, man. That's that's a, that's a good one to make. Uh, yeah. No, could I, even say Alex for Jamal Hill. Yeah, uh, I think Jamal Hill should be back some somewhat around that time. Uh, Charles Oliveira, Armin Sarukian could be a, a direction you go. Sergey Pavlovich, Cyril Gan could be a, a nice little bounce back fight. Uh, fight. Even Wei Li and Alexa Grasso, they tweeted each other. It's like, yeah, I respect you. Do you respect me? Let's fight. Uh, so that would be that would be nuts. That fight would be crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess Chimaev, Chimaev, and Bo Nickel. 185. What yeah. do you think? I, I, I wish Also, Chimaev's not looking good lately. I, I, I don't know yeah, if you saw. see that, man? He's not <laughs> oh, my God. All, dude. Yeah, somebody said he had some bad um, some bad vagine. So maybe that, that could have hey, been. Hey, hey brother. You. That, that, you know, sometimes that can, um, <laughs> that can happen, yeah. man. You know, it's, it is what it is. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. so, yeah, listen. You know, a couple of guys are taken out because they're going to be fighting uh, early on. Uh, so... Uh, this isn't not in any order, but these are fights that I would like to see kind of maybe, you know, uh, form themselves or matriculate. Dustin Poirier, Nate Diaz. Uh, I've been wow. asking for that for a while at 170. I would I would think that would be an incredible fight. I think it would be fun. I think, you know, Poirier would, would punch the shit 
out of uh, Nate Diaz and he would just keep standing or maybe he would drop because he's an older man now. You know, you never know. But I think yeah. that would be the per- – put it at five rounds, perfect, you know, just – banger car like ultimate like you know if you want to bring the casuals in as well like they like to say then that is a fight that's going to get people talking and that will you know you it, it just seems like it's worth it it's worth it to me i oh, think yeah. for the title fights you have to think of realistic options you're not going to have o'malley you know you're not going to have uh volkanovsky or whoever wins that title you're not going to have uh islam Right, because I think he wants Ramadan. to fight in March. He's going to have Ramadan. So, realistically, you're probably going to have Leon Edwards. Is is you think he's going to be the main event? Unfortunately, but is he fighting Bilal? Because I thought is Ramadan not a thing with Bilal. Also, I, I think Bilal just fights during it. I'm pretty. I'm, I'm almost. I mean, That's maybe pretty, it's not, but wild. I I don't know. I don't know if he would be in the opportunity to. Shavkat? Like, wait, yeah. Like, if if he says no, then they might go Shavkat, and I don't know if Leon would like to do that, but I don't think he's going to have much choice. But <laughs> no, I don't know how no much choice, that like brother. gets people going, though, right? Like, I, I don't know how. Yeah, probably not. But excited. if you could put that on the card somewhere, right? Yeah. So, like heavyweight, you would have to do what? Aspinall versus who did you say? You said uh, Peloton going up. Ferreira. <laughs> yeah. So that that would be. I would like that. Uh, and if they could do Aspinall and Stipe, then you could do that as a main event. But uh, even that, like, it's like that's like a, you know, I think you need something that's going to catch people's eyes and, and get them to the TV screen. So that's why I think you would yeah. have to have fights like the Nate because this card, it look, it's starting to look like this card's not going to be as good as we want it to be. That, that's that's probably accurate. Yeah, like because you just look at some of the matchups that are, are possible, and you know, at least this January Strickland and DDP, if Strickland gets it done. Then maybe you could run back at Asanya if that's what he would want to do. But other than that, there's not really many options for him to. If some maybe, uh, you know, maybe Leon goes up, then that that would be kind of a big fight. Maybe I guess. Islam goes up. Maybe Islam goes up. That that would be if he could wait till April and they could do that fight. That would be incredible. That'd but, be pretty crazy, right? Yeah, I think the main event would probably. Uh, I think it's it. It's probably going to be. I don't know if it's probably going to be, but this is what I would have. I would if Jamal Hill's ready to go. I'm I, I'm with you. I think it would be Alex Pereira, Jamal Hill. Yeah, that that seems like it's the, the best fight that you could possibly do of violence. all of them. Uh, you, you know, Leon oh, Edwards yeah. and Bilal Muhammad on that card as well. Uh, Nate Diaz, Dustin Poirier. Uh, I don't know. I, Ali I Holm, you should take it maybe instead. Yeah, I mean, I would love Justin Gaethje, uh, but the thing is, Justin Gaethje might be fighting before then. You know, he might have a fight. It, 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 perfect in a perfect world, they would have Islam on this card, and it would be I don't know against who though. They would probably yeah. be against Justin Gaethje, but you know if, if he's not ready to go, then Armin Sarukian's next up. I don't know, but uh, I guess I I would also have Pantoja defend the title on this card. I don't I don't not sure if you know maybe Amir Albazi and Brandon Moreno want to make that turnaround. Then yeah. I would do that. Kai Car France. I don't know if he's really worthy of that, but maybe just. Call our boy up. Excuse me. Call Manel Cop up. Let's get it in. Let's get. Let's take care of business. You and let's your team it. are a bunch. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to say it. But uh, you could even have a ladies fight in there. We kind of we kind of neglected the ladies in this conversation. But I mean, the 35 title is going to happen soon. So I, I mean, I'd rather not see them fight. To be honest, uh, the, the Alexa Gra- When's Alexa Grasso fight? That's I don't know because she did she fuck her hand up. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like. I feel like she was going to fight soon. I don't know. 
but maybe I'm I'm probably tripping to be honest. I, tripping, tripping off those mushrooms. Tripping. So uh, I wonder what they could do. Maybe they make a twenty-five interim. You know, have her Valentina and somebody else fight. I I don't know. I I I think Whaley's going to have to Rose, fight soon. Whaley and um, I don't know why I said Rose. Whaley and um. Tatiana, Yan Yan Jiannan. Oh yeah, you they, know what? That would. But be they, they got to put that in China. That's the thing. Like, that's that, that if that if you're gonna do a Chinese card, then that's the one that you would ha- have to be, yeah. have the main event with. So I mean, maybe, maybe Chuck Buffalo. Maybe Chuck Buffalo. He would probably be really accepted <laughs> over there. But yeah, the more I think about it, the more I went through it when I was talking to you. I was like, yo, we should make our own 300 card. Like some of these cards, like it's just they're running out of like time for reasonable. Like Paul, I hear Paul Felder, and Jim Miller. That's what people yeah, want to see sure. happen. Sure, whatever, exactly. Like, uh, I'm not running to my TV to watch that. It would be awesome. It'd be cool to see, but you know, that's kind of it. Maybe, maybe Rod dust yeah. off Nick Diaz is uh, cool. Oh my! I was just gonna say people are talking about where's Nick Diaz. I'm like, I don't know, but keep him. Keep, keep him, where him wherever he is. he is, dude. I don't don't do that to that poor man. Uh, it, it's it's tough. Maybe Habib comes back. Habib comes back versus Leon Edwards. Daniel Cormier. Yeah. Da- DC. <laughs> DC fighting at super heavyweight against John Jones. Yeah, I wish if John was healthy, that's probably what they would want to do. John DC. If he didn't retire against uh, Stipe, they would probably be begging him to come out of retirement and fight Tom Aspinall for the title, and that would be like that's all you would need. Like that would be so so much hype and excitement around it. It would be unbelievable. So let's do it. That is the Shoulder Strikes MMA Awards Show plus a UFC 300 uh, discussion, but. It was a pleasure to be with all of you this past year. Uh, we look forward to winning some money next year and kind of turning this thing around because uh, I think my mic has been down this whole time. Sorry if you can okay. barely hear me. But, uh, yeah, we look forward to a better year this ne- next year. It's be a big year for us. Yeah. Making moves, baby. We're going to do a live. We're going to do a little live. A couple live, live uh, shows. Pod. Yeah. For sure. That's got to be a thing. I'm going to come up eventually. Or you can come down here. Listen, you're welcome. Hey, I might have to. I, I'll bring the whole kit and caboodle down there. We'll get, we'll get it, we'll get it going, oh. dude. Sam, you'll bring Sam with you. Sam we'll wouldn't be able to handle the plane. No, that's yeah, that'd be too much. He can't even get in the car, let alone a plane. He'd be shit in yeah, her pants. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we again we appreciate you. We'll be back next week with a full episode on the card. I guess we could talk about that for a little tiny bit. Uh, UFC. What do we have? UFC. Just a fight night. Ankalaev is that, is Johnny it the main event? Walker, yeah. Uh, Grudge match, baby. Who else did I see is on that? Um, I thought the co-main was was it Benitez and Jim Miller? Is that a thing or no? Uh, Nicolau Manel Cop. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Ricky Simone and Mario Bautista. Turn me up. Phil Halls, Bruno Fajeda. Oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah. Oh, the Andre Bo- Olovsky, Jim Aldo Miller, Cortez. and Gabriel Benitez. That's tough. That's tough. Man. Yeah, that is pretty. Arlovsky and WCA. Bunes. Holy shit! Okay, well, all right, we're starting to year off, man. With Lapalus. this is a hardo card. This is like for people who are just absolute, just nuts. And our girl Norma was supposed to be on it. The year of Norma Dumont, twenty twenty four, baby. And her cheeks. And on that note, we will end the UFC. The Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast, UFC and MMA Awards. My name is Matt McSweeney. I'm Tiger And as always, thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. And let's win some money next year. Let's get it.